Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, Joe Gamble, and Sheila Harry. C-ticket patrons, series inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wool. B-Ticket Patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, and Jeff and Paige Orton. And to the A-Ticket Patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelica Nablock, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has Monsanto's Home of the Future at night. On the left, you can see Sleeping Beauty Castle, and inside the windows, you can see one of the bedrooms and the living room. On the bottom left-hand corner is the Monsanto Red M logo. On the back, it reads, In Disneyland, Monsanto's Home of the Future, a showcase of future living here in direct contrast with the medieval castle looming in the background, is a fascinating preview of the wonders and conveniences that await you in your home of the future. It's postmarked June 30th, 1960, with a Pomona cancel and a four-cent Lincoln postage stamp, Scott number 1036. I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, June 29th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 89 and a low of 54. Park attendance that day was 26,352. It's addressed to a Mr. Glenn and Ray Hereen of Monticello, Iowa. It reads, Hi boys, was at Disneyland. What a sight. I'll tell you a lot when I get home. Luella. When Disney's California Adventure opened in 2001, there were only four sections. The Entry Plaza, the Hollywood Pictures Backlot, Paradise Pier, and Golden State. Golden State was in the center of the park, and had a miniature land within it, known as Bountiful Valley Farm. First, it was listed as an attraction in my opening day map for the new park. It is described, Presented by Caterpillar. Experience a growing tribute to California's heartland. Surrounding the attraction were shops and food offerings. The stores included Santa Rosa Seed and Supply, offering unique gardening and California giftables, and the Caterpillar Cart, which sold Caterpillar toys and trucks. Caterpillar Inc., an American construction equipment manufacturer, was the main sponsor for Bountiful Valley Farm for five years. On top of having a small kiosk store, there were also tractor displays and other agricultural equipment displays around the area. The nearby food offerings included Bountiful Valley Farmer's Market, fresh from the farm wrap sandwiches, baked potatoes, salads, and turkey legs, and San Andreas Shakes, milkshakes with enough goodies to make you quake. The main attraction of the Bountiful Valley Farm's Miniland was a stage show with Mickey Mouse and friends called Mickey's Garden Show. There were a few interactive activities, one being an area for kids, to play on farm equipment like percussion instruments, and an irrigation-themed area where kids could play in the water and get soaked on hot days. 
There were many sections of the farm that were educational and had facts and history about farming in California. Next to Bountiful Valley Farms was a show building for It's Tough to Be a Bug, a 4D experience with characters from A Bug's Life. On the show building was a mural of California farmland. Although the area had many tractors for guests to view, there were no tractor rides, and only a few could be seen up close. The Miniland lacked the excitement of a thrilling attraction. It is interesting to think of it like the original Tomorrowland, with educational exhibits like the American Dairy Association exhibit, Fashion Through the Ages, or The Bathroom of Tomorrow, which is why I chose this Tomorrowland postcard. Do you know what's great to put on a special greeting card? Vintage stamps from Enfield Post. Be sure to check out the special Sunday sales at EP Sunday Sale on Instagram. It's a great way to add a little bit of flair to a birthday card, holiday card, or a postcard. That's EP Sunday Sale on Instagram, or you can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D. P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. On the front of our next postcard has a view of Tomorrowland from the top of the Matterhorn. You can see the Submarine Lagoon, Monorail Blue, some Autopia cars, and if you look closely, a few Skyway gondolas. On the back it reads, Tomorrowland. A world on the move, a Tomorrowland panorama as seen from Matterhorn Mountain. Here you can ride sleek monorail trains and the revolutionary new people mover transportation system, explore undersea worlds aboard a submarine, or take the wheel of your own Grand Prix Autopia car. All part of a world on the move, Tomorrowland. It's postmarked August 14, 1970 with a Palo Alto cancel and a five-cent blue George Washington postage stamp, Scott number 1283. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, August 9th, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 90 and a low of 66. It's addressed to Mrs. Tilly Dazzle of Fresno, California. It reads, Hi, Grandma. Received your card today. Sorry to hear Lou has been ill. Hope he's better. If we can do anything for you in Capitola, be sure to call. A couple of New York friends are here, so we went to L.A. for the weekend. It was so hot, but gorgeous, and had a marvelous time. Heard from Don today. Guess he's adjusting. Really miss him. Say hi to all. Love, Bill, and Caden. There were many changes to Bountiful Valley Farm. By 2003, some of the area was rethemed and expanded to a bug's land, which included Bountiful Valley Farm and Flick's Fun Fair. Mickey's Garden Show was replaced with a show with the Bugs Life characters called The Ugly Bug Ball. The Santa Rosa Seed and Supply was changed to P.T. Flea Market, and changed from selling Disney's California Adventure merchandise and gardening supplies to Bugs Life merchandise and was a popular pin trading store. After the five-year sponsorship contract with Caterpillar ended, it was not renewed, the farm equipment left, and more Bugs Life characters took over. Finally, in 2010, Bountiful Valley Farms was removed to prepare for Cars Land. Fittingly, most of the area became Tomater's Tractor Pull, a slight nod to the Caterpillar tractors which used to be there. The PT Flea Market was stripped of all theming and moved to the Paradise Pier area and is now a common character meet-and-greet area, especially during the Lunar New Year celebration. Two cow statues representing the dairy and beef industry of California were moved to Big Thunder Ranch in Frontierland in Disneyland. There are still a few mentions of Bountiful Valley Farms, a gate with the BVF initials on it, and, added in Adventures Campus, two oversized condiment bottles for ketchup and mustard in Pim's Test Kitchen. 
This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has a green background with a red fern leaf design painted on the front. It's postmarked January 29th, 2023, with a San Bernardino cancel and a Year of the Ox Lunar New Year Forever postage stamp, Scott number 5556. It reads, No matter how hard the past, you can always begin again. Buddha. Thank you so much for the postcard. This postcard is from the Mojave Correspondence Club on Patreon.com. I'm a patron and enjoy getting a postcard every month and occasionally some extra magic mail for my birthday. This postcard fits into the theme of this episode as Disney's California Adventure, now Disney California Adventure, has seen many changes in just a little over two decades. Even when the postcards were sent from this episode, the entire park was a parking lot. Bountiful Valley Farm became Bugs Land and Cars Land, and now Bugs Land has become Avengers Campus. I have a feeling that Avengers Campus will be around for a while, but who knows what it will look like in 20 years. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a 5-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to Sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. 